There, I'm hitting record. All what are right. we doing today? It's fucking wrestling, episode number five, the Cinco over here. Yeah. The the episode, the five, the podcast, the uh, the Ultra Cinco, not 85, that's fucked up. Um, yeah, just, <laughs> we're just fucking talking blurbs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's wrestling. It's a, we're not covering an event per se, this one. It's more of we're covering a wrestling-themed soundtrack album. Probably one of, yeah, probably one of the more better ones because a lot of them, unfortunately, are shit. If you ever listen to like yeah. WWE originals, like the Al <laughs> Driver album, the like one stuff. where it's like the wrestlers singing, yeah, like those ones are fucking <laughs> god awful. Don't avoid those at all costs. But, like, we're talking the ones where it's like the compilations of entrance themes and stuff. This one's cool because a lot of them were re recorded by other bands, and there's some really fucking good songs in here. Before really we good get renditions. started, before we get started, actually, hang on. Let's uh let's show you the shitty trailer that I got. I haven't edited it very well, so you're gonna see some stuff that uh, you probably shouldn't, wouldn't supposed to see in this. I just kind and action. It's the coolest. It's the grooviest. It'll rock your socks. Who wrote this? Uh, how about Our Lady Peace, Disturbed, Creed, Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson? That's all you need to say, man. Let's try script number two. Put the women and children to bed because it's time to turn it up a notch. And... What the f***? Turn it up a notch! Uh, okay, how, about, how about... You're an idiot! Take three. This is a waste of my time. Get down and boogie! <sighs> it's a super cool CD. Why don't you just say WWE Forcible Entry kicks major... You idiot! All right. All right. Well, that was uh, the forcible entry. Fucking uh, what was that? The 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 trailer. Yeah, it's like I guess a TV ad they used to advertise thing back in the day. That's right. Um, you know, talking about wrestlers and music have always been a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you one though, real quick. Uh, that I don't think. We'll get uh, we'll get a chance to really ever uh, listen to. But did you know Jerry the King Lawler had a, a music album? I think you showed me one of the songs he did. Have you I already showed you the world's greatest? No. Yeah, I think you did like a long uh, ass time ago. I'm pretty sure I recall you giving me this. I was like, what? <laughs> is that a is that a fucking? Uh, did we watch that? Did we do a watch? I think that? we briefly listened to it on an episode of Guns and Radio. Ah, uh, okay. I'm it's somewhere in the archives. I remember. Yeah, man, Russia's doing music. I don't know. There's that. You have like Macho Man's rap album, which is a whole other fucking thing. <laughs> you imagine a guy talking like this, uh, rapping. Oh man, you made me burn my nose. <laughs> there's that. Fuck. There's Hulk Hogan. Hulk rules. That was a fucking god awful excuse for an album. Stand back! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was the first one of those like WWE originals, whatever I forgot. The wrestling album, yeah. Vince really won't ask you to do something that he won't do himself. Stand back. That was like prophetic, I think, at one point. So he's talking <laughs> about like taking out the competition and it's like 20 years later. Oh, well, he's the only one in town. <laughs> was for quite a while. Yeah. Um, for some time. And then the internet happened. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, but forcible entry was a uh, a CD that even I had as a kid. Um, even with my whole fucking religious upbringing and shit, I was able to scrape up enough money to go buy this album and hide it, and then a fucking Sunday school teacher found it and uh, stole it from me, and I ended up having to steal it back. Oh my god, the mission to do that. I I broke in this bitch's house and stole my fucking CD back. (laughs) It's so good, you'll break into someone's house for (laughs) it. Put that shit on the fucking Okay, look, it was either this or gospel. I had this, maybe one other. I know I had a Guns N' Roses tape and an ACDC tape. But this was one of the few CDs I had that was uh, real music. But... Mm -hmm. um, Let's uh, let's go track by track. Let's just listen to a couple of tracks. We won't listen to the whole thing, but uh, the opening track here is uh, what is this? Drowning pool. This is Drowning Pool uh, doing a rework of uh, Triple H's theme. And I will say I hated this. 
I, I, oh, I fucking love this, dude. In a way, though, like, I don't like that they changed the words, man. I liked Triple H. Yeah, but it's like a drowning pool version of it, and, like, this is drowning pool as, as good as it gets right here. You remember when they tried to play this at WrestleMania and they couldn't remember the words? Wait, they actually tried doing this? Yeah, man. This is what, WrestleMania 18, probably? Yeah, dude, it's one of the biggest botches in wrestling. Because 17, I remember, yeah, they had Lemmy there, and Lemmy's like, I am the fucking king. (laughs) Triple H. Then we'll put Drowning Pool, WrestleMania. So that would have probably been 18, because I know he won the Rumble that year, came back, and then faced Jericho, I think. Yeah. WrestleMania, Drowning Pool, WrestleMania. I'm just going to put botch, because it was a bad botch. Like, they, uh... I didn't remember this. Yeah, they couldn't remember the fucking lyrics. Uh, while Triple H was... Uh, of course they don't have it on YouTube. They've they've cleaned it up. Oh, yeah. The WWE has probably cleaned up a lot of shit. I'm gonna put Drowning Pool, WrestleMania, forgets the words. Because they they really fucked up the uh, the song they were playing. Yeah, WrestleMania 18, looks like. Was it 18? Yeah. Oh, it was one of their own songs, I guess. Oh, but here we go. WWE The Game Live by Drowning Pool. Oh, wait, this was Saliva. Oh, was it? No, it was Drowning Pool. They did another song too at WrestleMania. Let's see, let's see. Think about that man, like he's just making shit up. Yeah. Like they're just making shit up and they don't know the words. Yeah, but that was, uh, that's a famous botch. If somebody's out there got a better copy. Yeah, like that one and the other one, speaking of WrestleMania, I remember, was it, um, the DX band? Didn't they do, like, some really weird, like, version of the Star Spangled Banner or something? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I've never seen this. No, I, I think it was, like, WrestleMania 14 or 15. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, I gotta look this up right now. This reminds me. Oh shit! Uh, the band WrestleMania. 4. Oh, it was America the Beautiful, I think. They... Send me a send me a link on uh, Facebook. Yeah, probably. because they did the DX theme too. Yeah, because that was yeah, that was uh, Sean versus Austin. I remember. Um, hang on, I'll send oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> send it to you in the oh, not the title. I want the link. Son of a bitch. I think it's this one. I'm pretty sure. If not. Oh, I yeah, and then people are just like, wait, what? Why are you throwing all this fucking guitar working shit in here? And I just sent it to you on Facebook. I'm pretty oh, sure okay. this is oh, it. Oh, America the Beautiful. By yeah, the I was, it was America the Beautiful or some other fucking one. Please rise. Here is the Degeneration X fan, led by lead singer Chris Warren. R.I.P. Chris Warren. Sorry, I had to skip ahead. It sounds more like that song we reviewed on Guns and Radio last week than this week. <laughs> well, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be next week. So. It's like, let's just do what Rage Against the Machine would do if they gave this <laughs> song. This is literally, the DX band was just a, a knockoff Rage uh, band. I know, right? This is not America the, the Beautiful. This? this is the national anthem. It's not America the Beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was one of the two. Was, yeah, it was oh, oh, God, that's awesome. Oh, Canada! My home and native land. Ah! <laughs> God, but yeah, that was a really bad one. Like, people were just like, wait, what the fuck is this? Oh, man. 
Yeah, I feel like musical entrances at WrestleMania are like very like at odds because there's some that are pretty cool and there's some that are like this and the last one are just oh my god. Yeah, they awful. go one of like, two ways. Yeah, and you we know should. the person who's getting the entrance either is probably taking the L. So <laughs> I think it's like a proven stat. <laughs> Is it? I don't know, man. I mean, I know for like Triple H, he took the L a lot. I don't know, man. Miz got an inflatable awesome. That's true. Triple H didn't really win. Like He gets a reputation for burying motherfuckers, but he really doesn't win the big one all that many. At WrestleMania, he's only like a handful of times I can think of, what, WrestleMania 2000? I know he sure beat Booker T, and they ain't never let him live it down. Yeah, that was bullshit, though. That was some great at bullshit. That was great storytelling. That, that was, was fucking bullshit. That was Triple H. was right H. out of the title, man. That was Triple H in his prime. That was the best era of Triple H. That yeah. was... Reign of Terror? Oh, God. The, yes, the Reign of Fucking Terror is the greatest era of all Triple H. I would rather put a fucking gun into my mouth than watch the Reign of Terror again. No I thanks. could sit down and watch that whole thing week by week by week, and I would fucking enjoy every minute of it. No, it's awful. Triple H came out every week, and he showed everybody why he was the greatest wrestler of all fucking time. Yeah, or he showed what happens when you, you know, pork the, the boss's daughter, and then, you know. <laughs> Who else but the greatest of all time? gets to do that though ah i don't know man i was not there's so many stars you can made out of that you know but he had to just hijack the title like really like well, who who would he have made who could he have made he made chris benoit booker t could have been one booker t was already made man booker yeah t but that would have been perfect bro give him give him give something of title run give him, give him a few months and then whatever he gets slapped again by the heel I mean, it's better than giving when they fucking gave Goldberg the title. Yeah, that lasted like a month, though. It lasted like two months. That was bullshit. And Goldberg should have won it at SummerSlam. But that that finish was fucking... That was some bullshit. Anybody that Triple H challenged. Scott Steiner didn't need it. Who else? Uh, I mean, Goldberg. Yeah, him beating Goldberg. And I feel like... Let me ask you this. Would it... If he would have beat Booker T, if Booker T would have beat Triple H at Mania, would it really have made as much of an impact when Benoit beat him? Because you're always going to have that little shadow of a doubt in your head. Like, they've put Shawn Michaels in this match because Benoit ain't ready. Mm -hmm. There ain't no way Benoit's going to win this match. And then what happens? He does. Like, that was just good storytelling, man. Like, well, you know when that match happened, you had that little bit of doubt in your mind that Benoit was going to win that match. Because mm-hmm. they teased it so many times that somebody was going to be the one to beat Triple H, and then they didn't. Even Randy Orton couldn't beat him whenever he turned on Randy Orton. Yeah, then they hot-shotted his fucking face turn. That was, they should have let that one. That would have been good to let run its course a little bit instead of just hot-shotting it after, like, a day. Yeah, I think where they fucked up with Randy was they turned him heel again too quick after they threw him over to SmackDown. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's always been a better heel anyways, but still, like, that would have been at least something sort of like a natural face run for sure. Give it time, let the dissension show in there. Like, Triple H is like, you know, he's, like, fucking jealous. Like, motherfucker, you know. He did what he couldn't do. And that could have built us like something that you could have built that all the way to Mania if you wanted to. I don't think it would have lasted all the way to Mania. Or even like Survivor Series, the next big four pay per view. I mean, who else did he. I don't think he really buried any fucking body. I mean, he just didn't lose to everybody that came along. Like, he beat Van Damme. That was the one that pissed everybody off. Yeah, because Van Damme would have been perfect. A perfect guy to do it with. But see, that's the thing, though, man. Like, you gotta want it. You gotta make them want it. Like, like everybody knows that everybody's gonna talk about how Van Damme would have been the greatest world champion of all time back then. But 
if you know what you got in your head is always going to be a lot better than what happens on the screen will always have the man if they'd only put van damme like because he was so good and he was so hot look at how good he was back then and we will never have the failure of man of van, van damme as a world heavyweight champion will always have the what if and that kind of adds to the magic to me sometimes a little more than the than the sure thing yeah, I can I can see why, but I mean, why not? I mean, give I I know it's it's better for the face to keep chasing that title, but even if you gave him like a very quick little spell with a title, just something. I just don't think Van Dam ever needed the title to get over. I think he was already over as as hell without it. Yeah, that's true, but I mean, it wouldn't hurt. I mean it. Years later, down the some line, of, I think it was a perfect moment, too. But Some of the greatest wrestlers in the world have that legacy of never holding the world title, like Roddy Piper, Razor Ramon. Jake the Snake. Uh, yeah, Jake the Snake. Like, And, you know, like, and, and Rob Van did hold it eventually. Like, he's yeah. not even in that group. And I think that was, like, a perfect moment, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But see, that moment also, would that moment have been as special? Had he beat Triple H all those years? Ago. Not as. There, there I'll give you one. You have a good point there for sure. As an example. For sure. And it wouldn't have been near as special when he beat John Cena if it wouldn't have been his first time. Yeah, I mean, if he didn't beat John Cena, we'd have a fucking ride on our hands. <laughs> oh, that would have been fun to see. I don't think they would have rioted. It wasn't the real ECW crowd. It was a crowd mimicking the ECW crowd. You know, straw hat guy wasn't there. I don't think. Let me tell you, ECW One Night Stand was a crowd that bought the one the the rise and fall of ECW DVD, and that's the only exposure they ever had to ECW. Well, maybe the 06 crowd, the 05 crowd knew their shit. Because that was like the one and done. That was what it was supposed to be, just this one big reunion show. And then it just got uh, so huge. You're like, oh, let's just make a third brand and. Basically, Vince McMahon's idea to kill ECW chance for the rest of wrestling history. I disagree. I think that ECW's reunion uh, revival era was better than the original era. Don't get me fucking started. Because you didn't have the zombie in the original era. Fuck off. You didn't have... Some of the greatest wrestlers like Matt Stryker. Ugh. You didn't get that in the fucking original era. You didn't get Kevin Thorne and Ariel in the original yeah, fucking Yeah, Martinez going, ow, my vag. Uh, who else did you not get? Uh, awesome, amazing big guys like Mike Knox, uh, Elijah Burke. You didn't okay. get him in the original Elijah era. Burke was, was, was definitely something. If, if they met did something with him. I mean, his TNA run was a little bit better, but not by much. And then you had guys that would have been nobodies in any other promotion, like Marcus Corvon. I'll familiar If he would have been any the other odds. promotion, he wouldn't have been anybody. Well, I mean, he did get buried by Jeff Jarrett a couple of years before. <laughs> so, yeah, the new ECW was better than the original. No, and... that's your opinion, but I'm just going to say you're <laughs> fucking totally wrong. And I think... Wrestling fans are worried about you. Who came out of the original that's really worth talking about? Rob Van Dam. I, I mean, yeah, but nobody ever fucking heard of him until he showed up on Monday Night Raw. Three Paul. Did nobody give a fuck about Rob Van Dam until he came to the WWF? Get the, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Listen, moving on since we're since we've been heavily distracted here. Um, Let's get to track two. Two. Yeah, that, that took about 20 minutes. <laughs> I thought we were going to, like, record this, knock it out in, like, 45 minutes. Nah. Nah, not, not with us, man. You, can, you never fucking know. I'm going to play a little bit of this because I fucking hate it. But this Got is card, uh, Kid Rock. It's Kid Rock. But see, the version on Forcible Entry is kind of shitty. It's not the one they played for Stacy when yeah. she walked out. It's a, a, a really weird... It just sounds like someone just ripped a fart. Because it's new metal. Yeah. Oh. I think it's like die after 2002 new metal, thankfully. To an extent, I guess. You see what I mean? Oh, 
But it's 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 another mix of the Stacy Keebler. Like the version Stacy Keebler walked out to was a whole lot better. Yeah. Than the forcible entry version. Mm-hmm. Um I'll give that. But uh let's go to the next song, Young Grow Old by Creed. Yeah. This was the theme song from Backlash O two, I believe. Cause it says here Subject backlash 02, so I'm pretty sure this is the theme from that pay per view. Well, let's get a little clip. I remember skipping this one every time. Alright, but it was better for you. What a weird fucking choice. I don't know, but I guess Creed was still kind of hot at the time. I guess I hated Creed. I don't know. At least they got we got Alter Bridge out of Creed, so there is a plus. I mean, yeah, that is a plus. Then Slash was listening to Alter Bridge one day and was like, "Ah, oh, dude, I like that singer, man. I bet I yeah. can cover the song." <laughs> I'm gonna take him from these fuckers. Put him in a real band. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark Tremonti from Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Stab. Fuck that. Guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. But the next song, the next song I really liked. Oh, this is one of the best songs on the album. You don't believe it, but I bet that you will. This was, yeah. What did Stone Cold start using this? Like oh one, end of two thousand. He didn't use this for a long time. It took him a long time to use this. I think it was no. He was he used this at WrestleMania X seven. So maybe been the build. See, they switched I don't think he used this at X7. I think because this didn't come out until a year later. I think yeah, he used it at X8. X8 was his last show, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure he used that at WrestleMania no. X7. Seven, it was the Rock and Stone Cold trilogy. It was uh, uh, 17 or 15, 17, and 19. Yeah, he used this at 17. I'm pretty sure because I remember when he won, I remember hearing this song. Maybe. We'll have to look this up. Hang on. Let's go to Stone... Let's go to... Hang on. I know the site for themes. It tells you when Zyla themes. Here we go. I'm going to look this up. You remember his Halo music when he was in the Alliance and it was like... It was like real annoying. Wait, what? <laughs> when he turned heel with the Alliance. Hang on. I'm going to put uh, Stone Cold... 2001 theme and let's see if this comes up where they use it for like five minutes maybe no it just it really sucks the steve austin alliance theme here we go this isn't it this is a GoDaddy commercial (laughs) all right here we go oh it's an intro cut it looks like I just wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, Glass Shatters, uh, Disturbed, it was used at Unforgiven 2000. Okay. And then there's an intro cut version that you started using like around end of April. Hmm. Well, I did not know that. I guess this one, Alliance Leader, yeah, it was dangerous. And then Alliance Leader, then some other random ones. Uh oh man, you're gonna love the next song by your yeah. favorite band. <laughs> My least favorite band. I mean, they have like two good songs. Now that's you it. told us this was your favorite band a few weeks ago. You told me that if uh, Guns N' Roses were to die, as long as this band came along, you would be a happy man. Yeah, you put words in my mouth saying this. <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> If you're just now listening to our show for the first time, usually if I say Caputo said something, it's usually either blatantly fucking bullshit or uh, a heavily, heavily distorted, exaggerated version of what was said. But uh, yeah, keep on rolling. You know what I love, though? When... uh, 
who was it that ran over his bike? I think it was either the NWO or it was Hulk Hogan one that fucked up the Undertaker's bike. No, it was a Triple H in the build to WrestleMania X7. Was it Triple H? I think he did something, yeah, to his fucking bike. I think so. Because I remember, then, I'm trying to remember. I don't know who didn't do shit to his bike. Kurt Angle, I think, like, did some stuff. Remember after he won, like, uh, King of the Ring or something, he started, like, throwing fucking all this shit? On the- Somebody totaled the bike. Yeah. And then, because I remember there for a while, he didn't have the bike, and he was walking, and it would go, dead man walking. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. And then he'd go out walking and be like, yeah, dead man walking because his fucking bike got totaled. So yeah, you're damn right he's walking. <laughs> um, up next, I mean, it's Lip Biscuit rolling the Undertaker biker era. Yeah. What do you think about Biker Taker? Um, it was okay. Was it the best? No. I mean, like, it was cool. I guess, like, his character kind of had to evolve from, like, you know, the whole ministry thing and all this shit. I mean, that was probably the most, like, Attitude Era-ish his character got. It was alright. It was, like, is there some memorable stuff with it, but is it, like, the best version of Taker? What version of Taker is your personal favorite? I don't know. The one I grew up with was, was like, right after WrestleMania 20 when he came back as, like, no Dead Man Taker. Like, that, like, second wave of the Dead Man Taker. Yeah, round Like, two. that was fucking cool shit, even though it took 45 minutes to get to the ring every time. Well, I, what I like about that is it's the original Undertaker, but updated. So, yeah. it's like, you had your Satan, occult Undertaker, and all mm-hmm. that other shit, but... This goes all the way back to when he first debuted, but then they put a better, more modern spin on that same concept. So, yeah. to me, that was really fucking cool. And the way that they went about it, like, I don't give a fuck if my storylines are realistic or not, as long as they're entertaining. Yeah, man. That was like the Undertaker character. He wasn't based in reality at all. No. That's why, like, people get to bitching about fucking wrestling and shit but see you had a performer that could get it over like at the mm-hmm. end of the day it's going to come down to the performer that gets it over absolutely i mean you 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 got the same crowd bitching about fucking zombies on what was that whatever fucking pay-per-view that was two months ago oh wrestlemania backlash which okay. is like i don't get the naming of it it's like oh it's that two wrestlemanias in a row Okay, sure. so so you got the, the zombies at fucking Backlash, whatever. And mm-hmm. the same group of people that are bitching about that want me to tune in over here on Wednesday night and actually believe that this little boy has a dinosaur and it's a real fucking dinosaur. We don't have a problem with that. Yeah. That's the same thing as Dave Melser giving a shitty match Five stars in the Tokyo Dome just because it happened in the Tokyo Dome. It's the same shit. Different promotion. You guys are being biased. What? <laughs> AEW pulled that same shit. You guys would be acting like it was the greatest thing in the fucking world. They had a goddamn musical number with Chris Jericho. <laughs> and I'm not saying that wasn't great. Because I watched it, and I thought it was hilarious. No, it's hilarious. It was definitely something different in a wrestling show. It's definitely different. Like, no one like saw that coming. I mean, you'll like it, you'll hate it, whatever. I thought it was cool. When it was just something different. Out, when they broke out at the song. But had that happened on WWE, everybody on the internet would be shitting on it. Well, because WWE would probably do it worse. <laughs> eh, who knows? Can you really do it worse, though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you have 30 writers with, you know, who just basically work for one guy's vision, who basically says, fuck your shit. Yeah, that's fair. 30 minutes before showtime. Have, you know what, though, what's bad, though, is it's not changed. Like, you know, you think... I remember when Bruce Pritchard first came back. I was thinking, oh, good. This is going to be nice. WWE's going to get a little more watchable now. Mm-hmm. No, Bruce Pritchard is just a, a Vince Yes man. That's the thing. Maybe. I know I his podcast is. has been dethroned. Yeah, ever since he went back, I haven't listened to his fucking podcast. It sucks. Uh, I listen to it sometimes. 
It used to be my favorite podcast. Oh, dude, it was the best. Because, like, when he wasn't in WWE, he was doing, like, all the shit. Like, he was actually, like, it was actually really good. But especially the impressions and stuff. Now he does fucking nothing. Yeah, but the, uh, have you listened to the Jeff Jarrett show? I've listened to bits here and there, like, clips on YouTube and stuff. Because I subscribe to, like, the, the YouTube channel there. I think Jeff Jarrett's my favorite podcast. Oh, dude, I've been hearing nothing but good things about it so far. And I did listen to Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's podcast, I really like, too. I've been following that a lot. Kurt Angle's really good. Um, yeah, he's got a really good pod. I want to get into Arn, but I just... Ain't never nah, Arn's is... It's weird, because like, every other week, it's one of those, like, ask him anything things, and it goes, like, he'll cover some, like, random WWE event he was, like, working as producer backstage for, and it goes, like, some other shit. It's yeah. very weird, to show. I mean, some of it's okay at times, but, like, I just kind of stopped listening to it after a while. It's like, eh. Well, I don't like the ask me anything concept every fucking week. The same yeah, reason they, I don't listen to Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Like Tony Schiavone was good up until the point they got to where all they did was watch alongs. Yeah. But I mean and, some of those were good, like the watch alongs, especially just for the like the commentary and the, the jokes and shit. Yeah, but like whenever like right now, all year long they've done nineteen eighty five WCW. Yeah, they're doing like 80s WCW, which I'm like, eh, I don't really care for it. It's not my thing. Yeah, mine either, so. But now the Jeff Jarrett podcast, I recommend checking out. Definitely that one. Uh, I still tune into like 83 weeks with Bischoff. That's still an enjoyable one. And, you know, but your boy Conrad Thompson, mm-hmm. I just going to tell you, man, we're doing we're doing our own little wrestling show here. Don't get me wrong. We're doing mm-hmm. it, and, and I'm enjoying doing it, get it out of our system once a month. But your boy Conrad, he's got a real stranglehold on the fucking wrestling podcast. Oh, absolutely. You just go to adfreeshows.com. There's like so many other fucking shows there he's got. Speaking of stranglehold... Our next song. It's not Ted Nugent. <laughs> now, think about that joke really hard. Why? Because Rob Zombie looks like Ted Nugent. Rob Zombie's not the next song. What? Oh, fuck. I skipped a song. Uh, there we go. That's why I skipped over one. <laughs> you ruined my stranglehold joke. <laughs> now I get it. Here comes Chris Benoit. <laughs> Gonna kill those kids. Gonna kill those kids. Oh my god. Uh, there was the 2008 Father of the Year. Uh, Actually, 2007. Get it right. Oh, father sorry. 2007. Father yeah, the man who almost single handedly killed wrestling. I know. Fuck Chris Benoit, man. I was so happy when he yeah, won the world title, but. That was one of the best moments, him and Eddie. Yeah. But, I mean, he murdered his fucking legacy. He. he yeah, he almost killed wrestling. That's when I fell out of wrestling in 07. Because I'm like, I don't want to be associated with this shit. I just got bored with it. Yeah, and 07 was not a good year anyways for wrestling. Unless you watch TNA or something. And TNA was pretty good back TNA then. TNA was good from like 06 to like 09. Yeah, and then Hulk Hogan gave it everything. Yeah. Yeah. I would <laughs> I mean, argue. Yeah, listen, man, I'm going to tell you. It started going downhill when Kurt Angle came the fuck along. Really? Kurt, I don't know. There's some decent shit with Krangle. I mean, there, him there all the gold. Be, yeah, but. there would be later. But they, he had no business coming in TNA and fucking up, with our, fucking with our product. He was a mainstay in WWE. Yeah, he got a few more eyes on him. We didn't want to see fucking Kurt Angle. We wanted to see AJ Styles. We wanted mm-hmm. to see Christopher Daniels. We wanted to see Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode. That's what we wanted to see. Yeah. We didn't give a fuck about Christian. We didn't give a fuck about Kurt Angle. We didn't give a fuck about Booker T. Booker T was like, you know what? They don't give a fuck about me. I'm going to piss off and go back to WWE. And we were like, yeah, piss off and get out of here. Nobody ever fucking noticed. (laughs) The only legend that we gave a fuck about was Sting. Yeah, because Sting was never going to go to WWE after what happened in the invasion. That's right. And he was TNA... Old school TNA. I used to love that show, man. Like when I talk, I know I shit talk Impact on Cult of Kayfabe all the time. For those of you uh, who uh, have seen my post and uh, argued with me, I, I, I post a lot of shit talking on there. <laughs> you're you're a straight up shit poster, sir. I damn a shit talker on here, man. Like I get oh, shit started on here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
as, as, as the listeners can tell. I'm surprised. Like, if we ever meet in person, which we're planning on, but COVID happened. But if it ever does happen, Chris is probably going to whip my ass. That's probably going to be what's going to happen. Just like that. Yeah, because then, we'll, then, we'll be, then we'll be in the same room and he's not going to put up with me talking so much shit. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, so, uh, up next, we got uh, a remix in a way. Rob Zombie. What is she yeah. saying right there? Give it to me. Give it to me? I was like, give it to me. Or it's Pig Latin. <laughs> it sounds like there's an ailment, like Gela. Gela something. Yeah. I do love this song, though. Oh, yeah. This is one of Edge's best themes, I'd say. A second, probably to Alter Bridge. Yeah. I would agree. I would put, yeah, I would put, like, Alter Bridge, this one, then uh, the original. You think you know me. You think you know me. I mean, I like the, uh, I'm going to pause this. I like the, uh, the, you think you know me thing that they kept that. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was definitely a, a, a good signal there. What about this one? Here's the one they kept in its entirety. Like, uh, they didn't fucking, uh, I don't think they changed much of this one. Like, everything yeah, else so you either. get is, has been, um, like, remixes and shit of other songs and stuff. Or, yeah, done by different artists. But, uh, I don't think they changed much on this one from no. TV. I think just the intro is a bit different on the team, Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, Rob Van Dam, one of a kind. One of a kind. Now, see, we've already talked about Rob Van Dam. We've already we, we already blew our load on. Yeah, that. we already talked about Roberto Van Van Damino. I don't know <laughs> Jean Claude Van Dam's uh, long lost sibling that was a great professional wrestler. Let's talk about this remix of the Beautiful People because I would argue that this version is better than the real version of the Beautiful People. Just yeah, this was the once the SmackDown theme. Yeah, yeah. But the version they put on Forcible Entry here has this intro to it. But, like, you see how, like, it like it sounds like, I think it's like, I think somebody told me it was supposed to sound like bats that are flying away before he comes in, but I always thought it sounded mm-hmm. like a tape fucking up. Like it you tell me of, what you think. It do sounds like hear, a bit of both, actually. Do you hear bats or do you hear the tape fucking up? Let's listen. Tell me what you guys hear. There it was. That sounds like uh, bats, actually. Now that I think about it, it's just, it sounds like it. I don't know. You guys decide. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, I think it's bats to me. It does sound like they're coming out of a cave or some shit. Yeah. You know what one of my favorite uh, SmackDown themes ever was? What? uh, The first one was fucking awesome. Oh, the... (laughs) Everybody on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Back when all the WWF lyrics were fucking unintelligible. Yeah. Like Monday Night Raw is... In your face. I don't know the words. I just know about how the jabbering and then and then exploding. After that one there was what? I wanted all the like the rap one. 
I don't the one from oh that was from the was no the beautiful people was after that yeah because yeah, that was sorry I'm thinking I want it all was and like here was, comes the pain it was like oh three I think then it was uh, and now we'll rise up. that's around when I started watching it was like around the end of oh four oh five I think they started using that when I first for a started, long time it took me a long time to watch SmackDown I missed the whole SmackDown six thing because we didn't have it in my area yeah I I only got into wrestling because like everyone was talking about I remember like everyone was talking about John Cena man you know about John Cena I was like I only watch SmackDown just because John Cena. No, <laughs> I never got to watch SmackDown because we didn't have SmackDown in my area. All we had was Raw in my oh, yeah. area. Well, yeah, it was UPN, I guess. Yeah, it was the UPN era SmackDown. Yeah, so when the draft happened and, like, when Chris Jericho went to SmackDown, oh, man, I was pissed. And then, like, when they did the supplemental draft and they traded Rob Van Dam over, I was so mm. fucking mad. Like... <laughs> It royally sucked that I couldn't watch. The only time I get to see some of my favorite wrestlers is on pay-per-view, and I sure wasn't going to fucking buy that not, not back then. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the cool things about WWE Network, though. I can go back and watch the SmackDown, that era of SmackDown, if I so mm-hmm. choose. But, I mean, there's a few good highlights in there. Uh, that was a good era of WWE, I guess. All together, yeah. So I'm looking at the SmackDown the list of themes now. It was the that would, and then Beautiful People started. I think yeah, around mid '01 to about '03 they used it, and then it was the one I want it all, uh, Jim Johnson one, and then Rise Up was like forever because then they remade it. They did like a remixed version of it later on, I think. Oh, and used that for a long ass time until like almost 2010, and then it was. Uh... The, my favorite one is uh, the black and blue theme. Black and blue, I crawl along. Oh, it's one of the newer ones from 2015, I think. Yeah, it's this year from 2015 that used it. Yeah, I thought that was the best SmackDown theme. And now since they got that Fox movie, you're like, oh, let's just use ACDC. Yeah. But, like, the one ACDC song that's in, like, every fucking beer commercial or anything <laughs> about a sporting event. <laughs> that, like, Why? Are you ready for a cartel? I don't know why they didn't just go thunderstruck and then like you could have the lightning shoot down at the stage like when Undertaker would do it. That's like, awesome. Right no, they should have used that for the theme of the Thunderdome era. I know, right? See? Okay, you're saving money in all these places. You release like 75 people anyways, so might as well. Up next, we've got, uh, speaking of themes, the next song. We ain't customizing shit, Liberty Mutual. You want to advertise on my show? Fucking pay me. Yeah, bitch. (laughs) Fuck you and your emu. Fuck your emu. Get that guy in the glasses. Fucks the emu in the ass. I'll watch that commercial. (laughs) Till that happens, fuck you. You're not coming on our show. Let's get it on. The good old era. Oh, this is the best rock theme ever. Oh, yeah, hands down. Hands down. Back when they had the greatest world champion of all time. That's the most dominant, amazing heavyweight champion ever. Like, and then he was being mentored by one of the second, maybe third greatest world heavyweight champions of all time. Uh,. And, and he even had a stable man of uh, some kid that would grow up to be, uh, you know, he'd stick around for a while. And some guy that'd be in fucking movies after that. I mean, it was a great, uh, it was a great thing. But nobody remembers anybody but Triple H. Like, you know, great. Yeah. I was gonna say that reminds me. The beautiful people was like used for like a couple weeks on Raw too. Actually, was it? Yeah. I did not know I remember for like two weeks I used it. Hang on, I have the video here. Let me... Oh, you know, if you want to see, we'll see it later. Um, but yeah, across the nation, I'm trying to remember. This was used, yeah, up until like the end of 06, and then they put fucking Papa Roach. <laughs> and then it was Nickelback. Ugh. Oh, yeah. See, now there was an era where I checked out of wrestling completely. Mm-hmm. And it was about, I would say... 2000 and I want to say four or five, I started checking. It was right after Batista uh, turned face because I remember Batista was getting really big. And uh, oh, so it's probably the build up to 21 then. 
I really don't remember, man. Like, but there was a period. Cause see, I was working, I was working in it. Mm-hmm. I was doing it all fucking week, and the last thing I wanted to do in my leisure time during that period was watch wrestling. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a there was a period where I had just gotten burned out and checked out for a while. And, um, I think about the time the ECW shit started coming along. It was like right before. Yeah. I think 2006 I started like, yeah, ECW one night stand got my attention and I remember watching that. I didn't watch that pay-per-view. I think it was vengeance. That was immediately after that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I remember Taboo Tuesday got my attention, and I checked it out the first time. But, yeah, there was a period there I just didn't watch. Um, Chris Jericho, Break Down the Walls, is the next song. And, uh, By Seven Dust. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't care for this one as much as I like the Jim Johnson version. What the fuck is a hip-hop song? No. Well, it's rap rock. Yeah, it's new metal. Yeah. It's meh. It's not the best thing ever. There's better. I think Saliva didn't Saliva do a version of this one. I don't know. I that Jericho used for like a week, and then like that didn't materialize. Uh, we're getting to saliva in a minute. Uh, the next song is the Dudley Boys theme. Well, this is saliva. Yeah. There we so go. Yeah. The next. yeah. We're coming down. Coming down. Okay. Now, this is classic Dudley Boys. Oh yeah. This is one of the themes that came straight off this CD. Mm-hmm. I think the Dudleys came out to this one for a little while. Yeah, so it was the original version, and I think they used this one for a little while, too. I think there's probably a couple weeks they used it or something. I'm partial to Saliva because, you know, I'm kind of related to the singer in a way. <laughs> we're we're, we're kind of like brothers of the Eskimo variety. <laughs> uh, oh, Matt Hardy version one. Ooh, this would be a good one. Live for the moment. Yeah, you gotta wait for the chorus. It's starting to sound familiar. Matt Hardy, version one. Yeah, this isn't it. No, this is his theme. This is the B1 thing. I'm used to it starting off differently, that's why. The chorus is gonna come in. Oh, yeah! That's the chorus, right here. So there we go. Yeah, that's the chorus. Fucking intro. No, that's the chorus of the song. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what you're thinking of right there. Matt likes Uh, grapes. (laughs) Raven, the end of everything. Is that one even worth playing? Yeah, dude, that Raven theme fucking is interesting. I like that Raven theme. That doesn't seem one to use that uh, X7. I remember watching that show, and this is the one that was like... Raven in WWF this time was just so sad. Yeah, it's been a lot of this. What was Eurotica's writing like? Why is this on King of the Ring 2002 theme, yeah. Okay. I, I, uh, I think that was lazy shit on their part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Miles Kennedy? Is it? <laughs> Sounds like a little bit. A little similar. They go, What's your favorite Neurotica song? I don't know, not this one. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> oh, here we go. 
I love this shit. Speaking of someone who got the shaft in the E, Taz. Yeah. Taz should have never left ECW. Well, I guess he had to to make some money, but... I mean, you ever want to perform Matt Square Garden? Yeah. What? Is this like a uh, remake? It is a remake of uh, So You Want to Be a Rock Superstar, but they Damn. changed it to Do You Want to Be a Thug Superstar? What? So, I, mean, I don't know. Here's a remix I hated. I hated the, the, the Vince McMahon song. Oh, this performed by the same guys who did Rhino's ECW theme. Dope. Yeah, I remember those days. Uh, Debonair, I think, was the song. Rhino came out to an ECW. Dun, 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 dun. I will say that at least uh, the Just Another Victim song is by Cypress Hill, mm-hmm. which is the rock superstar song, the same fucking band that did that. So at least they got the right band to do it. And mm-hmm. Not like some other randoms. Rip off the fucking Cypress Hill song. But I hate, I like Jim Johnson's Vince McMahon theme. This oh, it's iconic, dude. It's iconic. It's alright. It's a different... It's more heavier. It's like, let's put some more heavy fucking uh, shit in there. Yeah, it doesn't need any layers. And then finally... Vita's theme, yeah. Love, fury, passion, energy. We're just like, we'll scare the shit out of you if you go here, give it a few more seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hang on. <laughs> Like oh, okay, okay, I can I can kind of slow vibe to this. Yeah, you're like you're just chilling, and then, then here it goes. <laughs> oh no, not yet. Oh, oh wait, yeah, gotta wait for it. Yeah, it's gotta it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though. Anyway, it's taking forever. Oh, they probably changed it up for the entrance, that's why. Uh, probably. And finally, if you were in Canada, I didn't get the uh, the uh, Canadian version, obviously, because I was in Mississippi, as far away from Canada as you can get and still be in America. But they had Slow Chemical by Finger Eleven. Oh, the best cane theme. Yeah. Nah, the original man. Yo, oh, yeah, this is a clo- as close as you can get to the original. Fear. I don't know. I'm kidding. Though. I love you. Which, by the way, uh, this song is also featured on the Punisher soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it was in that movie too, the '04 Punisher movie. Which I find that version, that 04 Punisher soundtrack is one of my favorite movie soundtracks. So good. There's not one bad song on that CD. And it was really cool to be able to. Back in the day where the internet was a little more scarce. Yeah. It was real cool to have uh, all these tracks. Um, in a nutshell, Forcible Entry was. A cool experiment from WWF. Something that you don't get really anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in this day and age, they're not going to release music because nobody's going to buy music or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, they'll just be like, oh, here's so-and-so's entrance theme on Spotify now. Yeah. That's it, so, really. I mean, it's really cool. What does suck, though, for them is that uh, this was the this was one of the last things ever released under the WWF banner. Oh yeah. Uh, right this was released on March 26th, 2002. And, ironically, and it, a year after they bought WCW. Yeah. Oh, and shit. then in May they uh they had to change to the uh WWE. Mm-hmm. I believe. So it wasn't not very long. I remember seeing commercials of them calling it WWE forcible entry and then mm-hmm. it still had the F on it like Yeah. Or they would Photoshop WWF shit on the commercial and mm-hmm. then when you go to the store to buy it, it, it was it, the WWE it's, version. It's got the F on it instead of the E. Mm-hmm. I remember that too. But I mean this C D was a big enough part of my childhood that uh 
I, I thought it would be real cool for us to talk about it, and it, and it opened up some some very interesting conversations. Oh, for sure. This is actually a pretty dope album, not going to lie. Like, there's a lot of good songs. There's some, like, not really good ones on here, but there's also... I think the good really much outweighs, like, the not-so-good. Oh, yeah. Thing, you can say. always skip over... I mean, there's a few I'll probably download and put in my playlist after mm-hmm. this. Uh, that Triple H theme, just because, you know, Triple H, greatest of all time. Um, <laughs> that's your opinion uh, motherfucking fact Caputo or I'll pedigree your ass come I'm a, on I'm a, I'm a Steiner Mark so <laughs> I'm all about Frieza you know what I'm oh, did, you that, did you see that Spotify playlist I saw <laughs> 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 that's what we want to watch on here we want to watch Sacrifice from whatever year that was someday God. Yeah, well, like Steiner Mania, there's still some like YouTube compilation highlights, just him fucking spewing craziness. <laughs> Rick Flair, you old bastard. I know I put Glass Shatters on the playlist. Oh, um, hell yeah. That's such a good fucking theme. Across the Nation, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Beautiful People, yeah, it was there. Yeah, Beautiful People was better back in the day than it is now. Mm-hmm. I, Marilyn Manson doesn't have a lot of staying power with me. I mean, Coma White, I still listen to Coma White every mm-hmm. now and then, but uh, I'm just not a huge Manson fan like I used to be. Yeah, especially after the recent shit that's happened to him. So, Man, I saw him live in 2019, and he looks like a fucking clown. Like, he looks like a fat circus clown. Like, a fucking... He looks like a fat... When you go to your kid's birthday party and somebody hired a fat alcoholic to be the clown, that's what fucking Marilyn Manson looks like now. Dude, literally. He's like, what, almost 50? Like, jeez. Yeah. And he's like, who's here to worship Satan? And shit like that. Like, that was was cool 20 years ago. (laughs) I was like, dude, nah. Stop. Just, you're embarrassing yourself. Literally. Like, you're embarrassing me for being here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dude, like fuck. But uh, what's your favorite track on the album? Um, I don't know if I have like one per se. I'll probably pick like three, maybe pick five out of what's here. Your favorite ones. Um, I, I would. My favorite's probably the uh, the Drowning Pool, the game. I like that one. Uh, Glass Shatters, Obviously, Steve Austin. Triple H is the greatest wrestler. You know yeah. That. Well, no, it's a fucking really good remake of it. Um, Disturbed, Glass Shatters, fucking always. Um, I'll put Never Gonna Stop Rob Zombie on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I throw it on there. Um, Across the Nation is like the greatest raw theme of all time. I, um, what else? Um, I, I'll probably, you know what? Let me, I'll throw One of a Kind, Rob Van Dam's theme on there. I think it's still Chemical Accountant. I was, I was like number six, but it's only a bonus track. So, yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't make the five, but those are probably like the five best on this album, I, in my opinion. Well, guys, uh, that's our review of Forcible Entry. Uh, we kind of went track by track, listened to it a little mm. bit. And, um, yeah, so next month on Wrestling, what was it we said we were going to do? Oh, we're going to watch. I'm going to finally get Dustin to watch some AEW, ladies and gentlemen. All Out from 2019, the last wrestling show that I ever went to before this fucking pandemic happened. All right, I'm going to watch it. And yeah. We'll talk about it. Are we going to watch on... a long, or are we going to just watch it and talk about it? We can just watch and talk because it's it's in two parts on YouTube, okay. and it's like a three plus hour show. So I don't know if you want to do a whole watch along to it. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a check out. Yeah. Over wearing a Bullet Club shirt. I'm behind. Never watched AEW. I've seen some AEW now. Yeah, man. Oh well, yeah. Now you're getting into it. Now you you told me off camera before. Um, I'm starting to get, but see, I ain't watching WWE anymore right now. Yeah, I don't know. WWE is like, it's weird. I mean, like, John Cena's back. That's cool. But, like, I'll probably watch SummerSlam because it's like, there's some decent shit. I mean, but AEW, I think. And it's not just like, oh, whatever, Mark. I'm just like, that's what I prefer. You know, I like what I like. Just, you know, whatever. I'm not. I mean, listen, man. Triple H comes to AEW. I'll be AEW all. Oh fuck! Terrorizing is all elite. Let's go, bro. <laughs> Terrorizing. <laughs> John Paul Levesque is all elite. Oh, JP Levesque is here. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and fucking Jim Ross will finally get into the problem. Oh fuck! Shit! Thomas Bonnie. <laughs> and you see Thomas Bonnie. Oh my god! It's Triple H. 
No, we can't it's say John Pollock. Pollock. What do you think of Scott? What do you think, Jim Ross? Well, goddamn, Giovanni, I can't believe this train be walking out here in AEW. What do you think about an Excalibur? It's a show. Oh my god! That's my you, impression of you. What would, if he did? They would probably throw a dig that call him Paul McMahon. Just to throw a dig. <laughs> Paulie Mac. Paul Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man good night everybody well, I'm, I'm tired this has been wrestling thank you <laughs> we'll see you next month peace maybe <laughs> we still have our sanity <laughs>